I'm Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and we're continuing to talk about prayer. The Lord's Prayer gives a wonderful pattern for our whole prayer life. Uh, we're not just meant to say it by rote, but each part of the Lord's Prayer takes us in order through the main kinds of prayers that, that we should pray. And Jesus told us uh, to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is a very important kind part of our prayer life, where we are praying for others. And here it's talking about heaven and earth. And it seems that through our prayer, we are to use our relationship with God, our position with God, and our authority on earth to, as it were, stand in the gap between heaven and earth and cause his kingdom to come. Through our prayers, we release the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible talks about the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit, Romans 14, 17. So the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. So when we pray your kingdom come into the earth, we're talking about releasing the power of the Holy Spirit into the earth. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, joy, every blessing in the Holy Spirit. And so we, we are praying that into people's lives, into different situations. The kingdom of God is already fully established and functioning in the Holy Spirit. All these th realities are already true in the, in the heavens. Uh, so our job is to stand in the gap and as it were, be the connection between heaven and earth, because through our covenant with God, we have access to the heavenlies. And the Holy Spirit is in us, and so through our prayers, we can pray that the kingdom of God and the will of God that's done in the heaven is then released into the earth through our prayers. And that's the purpose of this prayer. And In a way, there's a gap between heaven and earth. Um, in heaven, the will of God is done perfectly. In earth, the kingdom of darkness is, is operating. And there is a gap. And often people on earth cannot bridge that gap. They cannot, they're not in a position to receive from God. And so we can stand in that gap in our prayers, lay hold of the kingdom of God in heaven, of the power of the Holy Spirit there, and release that through our prayers into the earth, into our situations. And this is how we pray. We can stand in the gap between the heaven and the earth, and so cause his kingdom to come, his presence to come on earth as it is in heaven. And so what we do is we bring what's already accomplished in heaven into situations and into people's lives on earth. And we can be effective in prayer in this way. And I love the verse in, in Ezekiel that talks about this in Ezekiel 22, verse 30 and 31. He say, God says, I sought for a man who would stand in the gap. Now, what gap is this? It says the gap before me on behalf of the land. So the gap is the gap between God in heaven and the land. There's a gap because of sin, apart from anything else, it means that, that, this, that the land is cut off from God's presence. And if 
nothing is done, then the land is under the judgment of God. That's what he goes on to say. Stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, but I found none, therefore I've poured out my indignation on them. So here we have the land separated from God. God's looking for someone, a man. Why a man? Why a person? It's got to be someone who can connect, can be a mediator, who can, who, who can identify with the land, but who also has the authority to represent the kingdom of God. And through them, they can bring the two together. And that's what intercession is. Intercession is to stand in the gap for whatever situation or people they cannot receive from God themselves but we stand in the gap and we pray we lay hold of the power of the kingdom of God and pray it into the land and that's what God, what God said was necessary stand in the gap before me in other words we get into God's presence and but we do it on behalf of the land so we are to come to God and receive from God on behalf of the land and so, as it were, we're like a channel that, that receives the blessing of God for the land. But we must stand in that gap. Praise God. And so there's a gap between heaven and earth. There's a gap between God and the sinner who has no standing with God. Or perhaps a believer that just has no knowledge of how to come to God. Or a backslider. And so we use our confidence before God, our covenant relationship before God... And through that, we can bring God's presence upon them and help them and also protect them from what otherwise would come upon them. You know, Jesus made intercession for us on the cross. It says he interceded for the transgressors. We, hadn't, we were separated from God. And, but God, through what he did on the cross, he interceded for us. He bridged that gap. He stood in the gap. He took the wrath of God on himself and he reconnected us to the blessing and the presence of God. Hallelujah. And so we saw that the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. And all the realities of the kingdom of God that are true in heaven already are in the Holy Spirit. And so the kingdom of God, if we're praying the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven, it this must be done through the agency of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God's in the Holy Spirit. And so it's the Spirit that must flow and bring these things into the situations on the earth. And that tells us one vital thing that I really want to focus on today, that the Spirit of God must be involved in our prayers of intercession. Otherwise, they're of no avail. If we are not yielding to and, and praying in the Holy Spirit... Then, then we are not really bringing the kingdom of God to the earth because the kingdom is in the Spirit. So we must invite the Holy Spirit into our prayer life. We must depend on the Holy Spirit. We must partner with the Holy Spirit in our praying. And that's what we want to talk about, our need to depend on the Holy Spirit in praying. It's especially true when we're praying for others in interceding because we don't really know how to pray for them in the, in the best possible way we need the Holy Spirit. He knows them. He knows what they need. He knows God's perfect will for them. And so trying to pray without the Holy Spirit 
is 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 asking for a lot of struggle and uh, and for no good results. I want to tell you a story to illustrate this. There was a young man called Sinner and he received from his father a beautiful red Salvation Saloon car. It was sparkling new, it delighted his heart and it was a free gift and he went around excited saying I did nothing to earn it, I could have worked for years and years and never been able to buy a car like this and he was so happy he changed his name to be more like it. He changed it from sinner to saved. He polished his car every day, took pictures to show, tell his friends about it. He admired its excellent workmanship. He told everyone, the fa my father gave it to me, it's his gift. And a few days later he was seen out on the highway pushing his lovely new car and, the, a man, and someone called Mr. Helper came up to him and asked, why are you pushing this lovely car? And he said, well, it is a lovely car, isn't it? It's a free gift. My father gave it to me. And if I can push it to the end of the highway, I'll be allowed into the heavenly city. And the helper said, isn't it exhausting, pushing it around all day? And uh, Mr. Safe said, well, yes, in many ways. Life was much easier before I received my Salvation Saloon, especially when it's uphill. But, you know, it'll be worth it all in the end. It's such a wonderful gift. It's worth getting tired for it. And, and the least I can do is push it everywhere. And I've learned some techniques that help. The bumper kept cutting into my hands. So, but an expert told me how to install some rubber cushions. Now I can push for hours without getting a cut. Uh, also, if I put my back against the car and bend my knees and I can lift it up and that really helps for muddy roads. But sometimes I wonder if I can keep this up. It's so hard. And the helper said, does it have oil and petrol in it? He says, yes. He said, when my father gave it to me, the tank was full. But I don't know what it's for, but I guess everything will be revealed when I get to the end of the highway. The helper said, well, have you read the manual? And Mr. Saved said, not much. I've been too busy pushing it around. Mr. Helper said, well, why don't we get in? I've never thought of that, he said. What's the point? It looks so good from the outside. I never thought of getting in it. And if I stop now, uh, stop pushing, I, well, I'll never reach uh, the end. Surely, uh, if I just sit back and rest in my saloon, it, I'll go nowhere. But he was so worn out and he decided, well, let me just sit back and rest his weight in the car. Let, him support, let it support him for a bit. Mr. Helper got in and told him to turn the keys in the lock. His, fa his father had given them the keys, but he never realized he could use them. And soon, amazingly, they were driving down the road at 60 miles an hour. And he was breathtaking and excited. He said, where did all this power come from? And Mr. Helper said it came with a brand new engine. It came with petrol. Now, you still have to drive it. You've got the responsibility of controlling it, where it goes, but you don't have to push it. It has plenty of power to drive. You've just got to trust in the power and sit back, turn the key and let it carry you along. And my father, by the way, he also sent me to help you. Just keep your tank full. And you know, it's like that in our prayer life. God's given us great potential in prayer. As part of our salvation, we can be wonderful prayer warriors, but 
if we try and pray in our own strength uh, we it will be such a struggle when actually God has provided uh, a power for us to pray by we, he's provided us the Holy Spirit and if we learn how to pray in the Spirit and depend on the power of the Holy Spirit he will carry us along in prayer we still decide uh, we still control as it were uh, what we pray for uh, where our hands are on the steering wheel but we have a wonderful helper we have a, a power within us which will energize our prayers but we must call on the help of the Holy Spirit we must trust the Holy Spirit to help us pray and uh, Ephesians 5.18 says be being filled with the Holy Spirit so this tells us that being filled with the Spirit isn't something just on an occasional some special experience but we are constantly to allow ourselves to be filled to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and the overflow of that is as you read on in Ephesians be filled with the Spirit singing and thanking and speaking and praying and and as we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us he will help us to pray uh, spirit-filled praying or praying in the Spirit we need to realize that on our own we are weak the flesh is weak it's not able to do or to pray the will of God but we have a wonderful resource the Holy Spirit that if we call on his help he will help our prayers he'll energize our prayers he'll make them effective that's why it says in Ephesians 6:18 that we should praying always with all prayer that means all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit so we are to always pray in the Spirit. When do we pray? It's always right, a good time to pray. How do we pray? With all kinds of prayer. And actually all the different kinds of prayer are covered by the Lord's Prayer. We'll find all the different kinds of prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Where do we pray? Well, there's a location we pray. He says, in the Spirit. Now this isn't something spooky, like, oh, I was really in the Spirit. Um, on that special meeting no he says we're to always pray in the spirit so this is something that is available to us at all times to be in the spirit simply means we pray in the sphere of the spirit that's the location where we pray and this might be praying in tongues or it might be praying in English but the point is that we are in the spirit just like the man got into the car and by being in the car he now had and was trusting in that car and in the power and the energy in that car uh, to carry him forward so when we get in we simply get into the spirit by trusting in the spirit rather than trusting in our flesh well we're just trusting in our flesh to do the praying it's like pushing that car but if we will simply get into the car get into the spirit and sit back and trust in the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit help me pray I'm trusting you now to lead my prayers we we start depending on the Holy Spirit then we will start to pray in the Spirit and one wonderful way to do that of course is by praying in other tongues 
because as we pray in tongues we speak but we're trusting the Holy Spirit to give us the next words and we all believers can pray in tongues it's available to all and it's a one way to really learn to pray in the Spirit to consciously depend on the Holy Spirit while we pray we we must have a revelation that without the Holy Spirit we are totally weak unable to pray the way we can how can we bring the power of the Holy Spirit the kingdom of God the power of the Holy Spirit from heaven into the earth without the help of the Holy Spirit we need the Holy Spirit and so we need to pray always in the Spirit and Jude 20 agrees that uh, he says beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Spirit so this should be normal that we pray in the Holy Spirit depending on the Holy Spirit you know for instance I, I might say well you know I, uh, I lifted a 20 ton weight you might say that you couldn't possibly do that well if I got into a forklift truck and then laid hold and, uh, of, that, of that energy in, of the forklift truck, then I was able to do it. I did it by being in the forklift truck. So when you pray, get into the Spirit, trust in the Spirit, and then you can lift all kinds of things in prayer that you could never do in your own strength. And so it's the opposite is praying in the flesh, depending, just praying your own thoughts, your own strength, praying by rote, but step out of that arena and step into the arena of the Holy Spirit invite his help call on upon him to guide and empower your prayers you see the Holy Spirit is a person and he wants to you know he's God of course and he is your best friend he wants to empower your prayer he wants you and him to be a dynamic duo in prayer and Jesus called the Holy Spirit the helper or the parakletos that means the one called aside to help you so the Holy Spirit is there he's with you he's in you and he's waiting to help you but you know one thing about a helper is you have to ask for his help he's a helper does not force himself on you he's not gonna take over he's not gonna do it instead of you but the nature of a helper is he's there to help you he's much better at it than you are but he's not there to do it instead of you but he's there to help you uh, and so if you want him to help you have to ask for his help he's the one called alongside to help Parakletos and therefore you must call him to help you you must call him and invite him to come alongside to help you and you can and will he will he listen to you he will every time because it says pray always in the spirit that tells me that the spirit must always be available to help otherwise you couldn't obey that scripture it's he's always available but you might think well he's God he doesn't have to listen to me uh, but even though he's not under your authority as such because he's God yet he is under the authority of Jesus the Son of God and it says and we'll see the scriptures that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit so to 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 help us and so he's under uh, instructions from Jesus to help us whenever we need it
So when you ask for his help, the Holy Spirit will always help you. Let's look at those scriptures very quickly. John 14, 16 and 17. Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, he says. He says, but he dwells in you, uh, with you, and he will be in you. So he's the helper is come to live inside us and he's here to help you pray. John 14:26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help us, to help us witness, to help us pray, to help us understand the Bible, to help us do what God wants us to do. John 15:26 he says when the helper comes whom i will send to you from the father the spirit of truth John 16:7 says it's to your advantage i go away for if i do not go away the helper will not come to you but if i depart i will send him to you and so when jesus ascended to heaven he sent the helper to us to live in us and John 14, 16, 14 says what the holy spirit does he will glorify me jesus he will take for he will take of what is mine and declare it, transmit it to you. In other words, he'll transmit it from heaven to earth. All the blessings of God, it's the Holy Spirit's job to transmit them from heaven to earth. All things the Father has in mind, therefore I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. The job of the Holy Spirit is, is to bring all the blessings through, and he does it through our prayers. He will he needs us in a way to because we take have that position on the earth of authority he needs us to pray and to bring help bring these things into the earth but he's ready to help us pray without his help our prayers cannot avail much without him we can do very little but he's ready to help us and when we call on his help, he will always help and empower us in our prayers. Um, he doesn't replace us. He won't pray instead of us. But as we pray, we say, Holy Spirit, help me pray now. As I begin to pray, I put myself under your power. I ask you to fill me and inspire my praying. And then I like to start praying in tongues, to put myself consciously praying in the Spirit, trusting in the Holy Spirit, and then as, as he gives me impressions, as he inspires my prayers, I'll pray it out in English as well. We mustn't be passive, but we, we must invite him to, f to pray through us as we pray. Pray the perfect will of God. You know, we will do this only if we think we need help. Do you need help in your prayer life? Or are you, are you just fine going praying by rote, saying the same prayers all the time? Or do you want to have an adventure in prayer? If you do, ask the Holy Spirit to help you in your prayer. You will, you will have access to his wisdom and his knowledge. He will show you things to pray for. He will show you the people that really need to be prayed for. Help me, Holy Spirit. Show me who I should pray for. Um, and we must believe that he is always ready to help us so that the minute we turn to him and ask him for his help, we know by faith that he is now helping us. And as we begin to pray, we will find ourselves being carried along by his help praise God uh, praying in tongues is a great way to call on the help of the Holy Spirit 
It says in Acts 2.4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. The Spirit gave them the words. And that's how it works and that's how it can work in our prayer life. We begin to pray. We pray the truth. We pray what is good. But we're also in our heart. We're asking the Holy Spirit to fill us. We're trusting the Holy Spirit. We begin to speak out our prayers, but at the same time, we're trusting Him to give us the, the, the words. We, we can pray prophetically. We can, we, he can inspire our prayers. And just trust the impressions He gives us on the inside as to what we should pray for next. And we will learn, as we learn to trust Him more and more, that he will be able to, f to flow more and more. Romans 8.26 says the Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmities. We've got to realize the infir word infirmities means we are weak. We do not know what we ought to pray for. We don't know how to pray often for situations. But in those weaknesses, when you feel weak in praying, that's the time to call on the help of the Holy Spirit. And he does help us. And it says he intercedes for us and he prays the will of God through us. And so you have a wonderful partner in prayer. His name is the Holy Spirit. Be a dynamic duo together as you call on his help. He will never let you down. He will empower your praying. Ask the Holy Spirit. Say, wonderful Holy Spirit help me pray now as I pray for my family as I pray for this person as I pray for this job situation Lord I'm asking you Holy Spirit to help you see the Bible says we have communion with the Holy Spirit you see communion we're, we're to talk to the Holy Spirit we're to lean on him we're to trust him Holy Spirit help me now as I pray and as you pray now the Holy Spirit will get involved and you'll have a wonderful prayer time Amen I want you to have my complete teaching on prayer, on the Lord's Prayer, and we have a CD series called Principles of Prayer Part 1, and another one, Principles of Prayer Part 2, and there are eight CDs in each, and they're available if you will call our, the office at 01865 515086, or write a check to Derek Walker, uh, 363 Banbury Road, Oxford, OX27 PL. If you order them, uh, they'll be £15 per series. I want to make you aware of some books that I've got, one called Growing Up Spiritually, one that could be very relevant to current times, The Imminent Invasion of Israel, and also a book I've got with pictures about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. These books are available to you, eight pounds uh, each. And if you will uh, phone 01865 515086, we will get them to you or send a check to Derek Walker. God is really interested in your finances and he really does want to prosper you, to bless you so you can be a blessing to others in this book, it gives you very complete teaching on the Bible, what the Bible has to say about this area. I encourage you to get it for £10 by phoning 01865 515086, or you can send a cheque to Derek Walker at 363 Banbury Road, Oxford, 
OX27PL.